Welcome to the Dharma Collective Podcast. Our mission is to inspire you to start living a life of fulfillment. Each episode, we share practical guidance for designing life on your own terms, as well as inspirational stories from soulful entrepreneurs. We are here to encourage you to stop wasting time in a life you don't feel good about. Find out who you are, what you love to do, and then go out in the world and make it happen. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the van. Brent and I hanging out and coming to you today to just reflect a little on van life. We've been at it now for over two months, and we're kind of adjusting into it. I think there's a lot of still feeling fresh right now because there's some vets out there, man. Yeah, two months is long enough to have your feet wet, to kind of know what you're doing, but also short enough to realize that there's still a long way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask us like, oh, you full-time in it, man? And we're like, um... Yeah? Yeah? Because we are full-time in this van. Kind of? Yeah. But it's only been two months. It's like moving to a new city and you're there for, you know, you're settled (laughs) in. But it's like you're still getting the lay of the land. But long enough. Long enough. So we're coming to you today. We're going to ask each other some questions. And... Crossfire! <laughs> crossfire with Brett and Cass. Anyway, what's crossfire? I don't know. Crossfire. You just made it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't know if this is like the other episode where you're like Polly Shore, and I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm sure Crossfire is like some uh, the name of some news show where a you know, conservative and liberal are like going back and forth. And, yeah, no, this know, is like Carlson and John Stewart. Chill version. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, no. All right, so Brent. Yeah. How are we faring as a couple in van life? Ooh, good question. Horribly. No, just just this is the episode where we break up. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I thought we were on a break. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, no, all right. To be completely honest, I feel like van life has in a lot of ways strengthened our relationship. Um, there are definitely times when you, and I'm not going to play the blame game throughout the answer to this question, but mm-hmm. where... Um, I feel like you get annoyed at me a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because like you're assuming that I'm not doing something right when I actually am and I've already thought of every situation. Yeah. But anyway. I know. No, I feel I as though our communication has improved a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. As well as our willingness to uh, do small things for each other. Mm-hmm. Because really, in, in the grand scheme of things, like living in a van, like if you ask me to like, pass you a book or uh, it yeah or it's like my thing i'm like pass me my yoga mat where yeah, usually you, i go get please... it for myself yeah it's like, right well, yeah closer. it's not in the, another room in a house it's just literally like at the back of the van where mm-hmm. i can just reach back there and get it to you but anyway i feel like we have um and it might be a function of us just spending a whole lot of time together in a confined space uh but we have just really improved our 
communication and we both I think teamwork uh, our too. team yeah, teamwork like really, as well really yeah, team. we're also um, but I definitely we're fun get... loving we're kind to each other i've well, noticed yeah. that we're very yeah, kind we are. to each other yeah. you know i will say i do get more annoyed with you <laughs> but it's because also i have to see like all of your sometimes gross bodily functions well you're you're living with the guy i know, I don't know what to tell you yeah all right, <laughs> that's that. It ain't changing. I mean, that goes both ways, sister. It does, sister girl. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So my question for you, Cass, is what has been your biggest adjustment to moving into such a small space? I think it's definitely been finding the space even though it's all around me because I'm literally in nature (laughs) but to like create that space for like my yoga practice and that's been kind of tough for me I feel like Mm. I haven't been practicing as much as I'd like like I definitely do my best um but yeah I think that's kind of been the hardest adjustment because I think I'm still finding my groove with that well I've noticed that it it's evolved some your yoga practice like it it's changed from a i guess like super shit i don't know uh, like like movement focused yeah, yeah like it your focus on it is is less it's less quantity more quality it's so uh, true it's so true i think that adjusting to that and shifting with it right cuz as things change and they look differently um yeah, that's been. But I'll also give you kudos that um, you know our typical morning routines, like you've been uh, very good about making space and time for yourself mm-hmm. um, because you, you have a morning meditation practice that gets your day started as well exactly. as like taking your time to just kind of get into the flow yeah, of the day and, and I, making I, yourself a a mm-hmm. beverage or breakfast things like that so yeah, yeah i and i i never rush the day anymore right. i think that so much i was just like always rushing the day before but now i like that adjustment of like no i'm just gonna take my time because i have all the time in the world yeah. um and owning it and stepping into that abundance of time just to be like okay i'm gonna take what i need and shift my practice and also I think I'm noticing my tendencies more in the moment which has been kind of cool like if I'm like rushing or doing something quickly even though I don't need to or maybe you call me out on it um which I love uh, and (laughs) well that's cool you have an awareness of that yeah I'm just trying to be more aware um so I guess that's been my biggest adjustment well I I feel like that's a shitty answer though because it's like there's a lot there's a lot there's yeah, a I mean, lot anytime to you uh, think of another one, feel free to interject. Okay. But I, I was going to say that, um, you know, when you're living the hashtag van life or just like nomadic life in general, mm-hmm. it can be real easy to just want to pick up and go to the next spot. Like mm-hmm. we wake up at a campground or in a forest or in the middle of a street, wherever. <laughs> We're not we're not sleeping there. It's but, not possible. Um, no, uh, to just feel as though you want to get up and move to the next location for the day. 
where really it's good to just wake up, Slow. be present where you're at, realize that, you know, this have is some a place time. Yeah. <laughs> to um, see and explore. Exactly. Yeah, Always. No matter where you are. No matter we where found you are. a lot of beauty and um, I think gratification in doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. And some of our good moments are like either sunrise moments or um, just kind of take it slow. You know? Yeah. Anyway, Small so mornings are the best. Kudos to you. Thanks, babe. You're adjusting well. Thanks, babe. I think <laughs> so, too. All right. I'm going to ask you a fan favorite. Everyone always asks this question of us, or like, how's it going, in terms of what are we eating for food? How do we cook? Oh, okay. Everyone has that question, so I'm going to ask it. That has actually been a bit of an adjustment for me, oh. uh, especially because um, in a van a small living space, everything has its place. So anytime we preparing to cook, we have to get most of all these things out of its place and set up in a way that allows us to cook comfortably, comfortably and efficiently. But anyway, um, cooking is kind of similar to how it would be in, you know, if you're living in a regular home. Uh, you do your meal planning for a few days. You, you do your shopping. Uh, you come home from shopping and you put all your food away. Yeah, in our in case, our it's either in a small cooler uh, or underneath our bed where our storage is. <laughs> um, but the real difference is when it comes time to actually uh, do the cooking. Uh, it, it just feels like it's just a little bit more effort. Um, well, it's more consuming because it can't be a background task. It's like a full on, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it together yeah. and we're working as a team right now to yeah. accomplish Absolutely. Our, our meal. So Cass is much more of the meal planning lady. Um, and I will actually... I, well, I'm also going to just call myself like the creative behind the food because <laughs> okay, yeah. let's, Whatever. you know... Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, 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 you are. That, that's valid. But um, but you're the muscle. You're like, the. you're going to do it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm brother. like, Brent, do yeah. this, do this, do this. And you're like, yes, you've definitely been able to take very good direction. Well, th- yeah, thanks. And that evolved from being basically your sous chef when we were living together in a house uh-huh. to now just kind of. You do, yeah. I'm, I'm just cooking the food. You're mm-hmm. kind of getting everything. I'm prepping. Pre- pre- it's almost like I'm the sous chef now, yeah, but exactly. I'm like sous chef. Switch roles a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, so we have like this cool fold-up table that we carry around with us that sets up in just a couple minutes. We have a Coleman propane stove, cheap top burner, exactly. Um, and we have a few pans. We yeah, have like yeah, a few pans, just the right amount of pans. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pots and pans. Um, we have a minor amount of dishware. Mm-hmm. So Tell our typical meal, um, if you're talking breakfast, it's like sometimes we'll cook eggs, sometimes we'll just do like cereal and fruit, sometimes we'll do um, like we've done uh, veggie burritos, those are good, mm. really good that one day. Um, yeah, but like typical stuff, and then for dinner, like well, uh, it rained. Is lunchtime is like usually veggie sandwich, like a veggie sandwich smoothie, yeah. protein smoothie. Uh, snack of some sort, you know, just yeah. like a trail mix, Cliff mm-hmm. Bar, a, a small salad. Cass some... needs snacks to keep her going. All through the she day. She gets all, super all the day. angry if she doesn't. 
Hey, I'm working on it. I'm working are, on it. But, but I will say, so this has been, and then dinner, there's so many, but you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, don't hold me to it. I'm going to try as hard as I can. Do like a little food blog with some of our favorite camping food hacks. So the next time you go camping, you're going to have like. I'm going to hold you to it. I think I just need to take the pictures. We need to like teamwork. Okay. You yeah, can take yeah, pics and I'll just, we'll make it happen for y'all. So y'all have some good, good recipes the next time you go camping. Or if you're thinking about van life, it'll be a good little resource. Best one most recently what? were the uh, sweet potato black bean oh, tostadas, uh, tostadas uh. with the creme fraiche yeah, yogurt. Yeah, lime creme fraiche and then um, cilantro and avocado. Yeah. On a corn tortilla. That was awesome. And honestly, not hard. And again, guys, we made this... In our van. In our van. So that's <laughs> been one so of my good. biggest surprises living in the van. Like sunset. Has mm. been I feel like I I literally take better care of myself food wise living in the van than I did when I like worked from home. I one hundred percent agree. Not that I work from home, but, but I eat way more and way better now just probably just because we allow more time for it exactly like we're like living in the we just have more time to like take care of ourselves and make nourishing meals when we need to eat them and not worry about like not having to do something else it's like no no no. it's food time we're eating right now it's not like i'm running into a gas station and getting a granola bar and like greasy fried chicken for lunch even though I will say, I missed some southern fried chicken from a gas station. Mm-hmm. Tell you that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't got here that, no, that out west uh, yet. They, I haven't seen that much out west. Not the quality, at least. But anyway. Alright, so. Cass, my next question for you. In all of the travels that we've been doing, and I'm not going to ask you what's your favorite place, because that would just be kind of lame. Um, what has been your, the most eye-opening, like, mindset-changing place that you've been to? What has been the most, like, jaw-dropping, like, whoa, this place is insane place. Oh, great, great question. Um, I think that it was the first time that I saw the Rocky Mountains in the Rocky Mountains when we were in Vail. That was the first time that I've ever seen mountains like that with my own eyes. And I knew that they existed, but it's because I'd seen (laughs) pictures. Like, I'd seen these pictures. But the magnitude of them, the fact that the planet, our Mother Earth, is able to create these like beautiful (laughs) epic peaks that just jut out from the earth and then there's like forests around it and it was like the water and it was just so mind-blowingly beautiful and something that I'd never actually seen or experienced for myself um and Mm, the magnitude of those mountains was super crazy for me um, and to just see and experience those. And then that kind of like leading to me, like, or that moment where I looked at you and just like, every time I think about going to California, a place I've always wanted to go, granted, I've been to Southern California, but I've always dreamed of Northern California and seeing the redwoods, redwoods, going to San Francisco. I don't know if we'll be able to do that this trip, but like, 
uh, seeing those cliffs on the Pacific Ocean, like, I can't wait. And I looked at you and I said, Brent, I am so nervous to go to California because I don't know if I'm ever going to want to come back. That's kind of how I feel about out west right now. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this actually exists. This place is beyond beautiful. Everything I'm seeing is utterly astounding and magnificent Mm -hmm. and it feels so good and exciting to be in this space and in living right now out here um (laughs) i remember my first mountain experience (laughs) i remember my first trip to the rockies i remember my first hike bro (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um and and you said we don't have to and i was like oh my god that was that was a mindset shift oh yeah in in itself like just to realize the opportunity that you know what we we can i've been planning wherever however long we want me i love to plan you guys and background in my head like i had this plan like we go back to virginia for the holidays and it we definitely still can or could drive the van all the way back but it was also like whoa we don't have to go all the way back until we're ready unless you know like I don't know, like we could live out here for a little bit. Like just the opportunity and the limitless potential Mm -hmm. of this trip and the experience is way more than I had initially banked on. Nice. And that's pretty cool to really like step into that limitless, like, whoa. That's right. It is limitless. We can, we can do whatever we Mm -hmm. want. (laughs) Yo, whoa. Oh, (laughs) maybe edit that out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's my turn. All right, next question. Brent, where are you the most excited to go and why? Where am I the most excited to go? Yeah, like through, for this trip, where have you been the most And why? Going? Yeah. Wait, throughout the, the in, in our future travels? Just in the whole thing. Like, have we already been there or not? Man, I can't say that we've already been there. Um, just because we are pretty young in our trip so far and a big dream for me has been to see and experience Yosemite Valley. Um, basically just because of the beauty there and as well as the overall potential to see and experience that place mm-hmm. and the power and beauty of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's famous points in Yosemite. It's like Half Dome. There's like Taft Point. It's like El Capitan. There's like a few trails that gather a lot of attention, especially from a photography standpoint. Mm-hmm. But um, all in all, there's a lot of space out there that um, maybe isn't as well known, but is just as or even more beautiful and iconic or the possibility for um iconic views and imagery and just experiences Mm. that i'm really 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 looking forward to and uh, i also feel that because it's in california like you were saying like for whatever reason there's the draw of going all the way to the coast Mm. right um yosemite is very far inland from the coast but just saying like 
we are we have yet to see the Pacific Ocean. We're going there. <clears throat> we're heading south into California, and um, I think going to Yosemite and um, not only Yosemite but like Kings Canyon, uh, a lot of, like uh, the redwoods, a lot of these really iconic places that have always hold a special place for me to and a desire to want to go to. Mm, I um, I, th- those are the places that I've been looking forward to the most. Uh, and why is mainly just for this uh, kind of culmination of the experience of going all the way across the country of literally like picking up where we were and driving our asses west. Mm. And, um, that I feel like that'll just kind of be a powerful moment um, mm. and really the a- achievement of a dream for a lot of us. Yeah, I think for both of us, yeah. I could not agree more. So follow-up question, um, how do you balance, like when we are in these amazing places, um, how do you balance and feel about being present for the experience while also capturing it for later memories? Good question. As a photographer. So it, it's really not diff- difficult for me because, or not too difficult for me because so much of <clears throat> the composition of a photograph, the focusing in on, um, you know, setting up the camera the right way, like a lot of that is for me meditative. So mm-hmm. I am really in the moment there um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of photos out there that I have that literally that is the memory for me. Mm. Um, so it's almost like I'm going in a little bit of a, a, another level of memory creating. And, um, but at the same time, there are moments, especially personal moments with you and I, where like we may see something together or, we may have like some kind of embrace over something, um, whether physical or emotional, you know, just like we see something and we're like, we share that experience. That's never something that I would need to photograph to Mm -hmm. feel like I would have that memory. That's much more of a sacred thing that I don't feel like I need to photograph. And I prefer just to leave it as it is and, um, not force the photograph of that moment Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's different when i'm setting up like for a nice landscape photo or if i'm driving by something i'm like oh my god that's so gorgeous i have to capture that and Mm -hmm. take take our time to do it like that helps me remember that but um i think there's always the just healthy awareness and disconnect of realizing like what I would really like to capture and the things that I would really like to be left uncaptured. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Does that answer your question? Yeah, completely. Cool. Great answer. Thanks. So, my next question for you, Cass, and I'll give a little background. So, I have oh, an educational background in earth science. And over our travels, I've been giving Cass um, a little bit of a lesson. Many. Yeah, many lessons. 
so many lessons <laughs> in um, earth science, such as uh, biology, mm-hmm. uh, plant identification, geology. Yeah, telling you about like tectonic plate movements mm-hmm. and uh, mountain and valley forming. So my question, <laughs> my question to you, Cass, has what what has been um, the most eye-opening, I guess, lesson that you've learned as far as uh, the natural world that we have experienced? Um, or any sort of lesson that I've given you that you could regurgitate and just oh let everyone God. else know my uh, level of genius. Literally no. <laughs> so on the spot. feel like this is my test. Hope I don't fail. Um, yeah, also, side note, I don't know why this stuff, like, didn't stick. I don't know, like, something with me in school, like, once I tested on it, it was like, peace, we're going to go to the back of the brain, never be accessed again. It's in so there somewhere. So you just crammed and then forgot everything. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But you've been schooling me big time on Mama Earth, and I'm so appreciative of it. Appreciative of it. Um, I think when you taught me about the tectonic plates that are floating on magma and how they, like, kind of come together and the movement of them on top of one another causes this ripple effect upwards to create these insane mountains that we see these giant peaks Mm -hmm. over the course of millions of years right yes over the course of millions of years they are formed and, and are still being formed. Yeah. And it's so I'm such cool. a nerd for this, you guys. Oh my god. And it's so <laughs> fun to hear all of your stories. Um but also so that in and of itself, but then like as we're driving, right? So we're like driving across the country, so we're watching it change. And that's also that's been so eye opening. The landscape. Then, yeah, but then you'll yeah. have these lessons like we'll be in a prairie and then all of a sudden we're at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains and you're like this shit came out of nowhere (laughs) and um so yeah the movement of the tectonic plates super cool also i have to do the follow-up of the hot springs that we both learned Mm -hmm. okay was was that yesterday when in idaho in idaho Um, yeah was that yesterday I think it was. Um, but we were at the hot springs and they had this cool, really cool sign. No, that was two days ago. Two days ago. It doesn't matter. They had the sign about how the hot springs were formed. How they were formed. And that was so cool. So like from the magma at the center of the earth, there's like these, (laughs) what are they called? They're like cracks and, um, I remembered the name. Like when they said the name. Fissures? Fissures are like, are they fissures? I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. They're basically like the cracks from the magma to the Earth's crust that like the heat is seeping. Vents? Towards, well, it's not vents. It's like, I think it's fractures. Like fractures, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, the heat from the magma is going upwards to the Earth's surface to heat the water that's the underground. The friction of the plates are creating the heat to heat the magma that then creates steam in the water underneath the Earth's surface to push it upwards to the Earth's surface and then just happens to form perfectly 
with colder water to create a hot tub experience on the side of a river bank. <laughs> did I do it? Did I do it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is, That's that is exactly freaking crazy. It. It's like, what is this world? What is this? And we, um, it was just there for our enjoyment. It was so nice. Just hop on in. Hot springs, y'all. It's also kind of cool because we also went to a second one that was on top of a mountain. Like, we had to hike through a canyon and up a mountain. So there, there was a river there. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's mean, like same principle. Though. Same principle, but it wasn't right next to it. But yeah, like it has to is, it has to be right next to a river because the water's coming through. I would imagine like there couldn't be just be like a hot spring by itself. Yeah, there, I mean we saw them in Yellowstone cast. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well. What I'm surprised you I'm didn't sure talk about are. were um, I I thought I had kind oh. of like giving you a softball question, um, <clears throat> for uh. The aspens. Aspen roots. Oh, my God. So that was not actually a lesson that I gave you. It was was something that we kind of learned together. Yeah, we learned together from our new friend, Drew. And this was when we were in those mountains in Vail. Yep. And he told us that aspen forests are actually one organism. Yeah, like a grove of aspen trees is one. The large, the second largest organism on the planet. Yeah, and it, it's the Don't one. Don't quote that, us on that, but it's like I want to say planet, but it also might, uh, just might be the. And country. it might not be the largest. It might be like the quote unquote most massive, like the most largest? mass. I, yeah. Um, it's in I mean, Utah. You know, the specific one was in Utah. But basically, aspen trees are one connected organism underground. Their roots are literally all connected. They are one. So, like, if an aspen falls down, it's going to grow another tree right from where it was. And yeah, and apparently they um, can communicate, like, synapses in a brain. Like, um, they're able to um, communicate with each other and uh, turn off the flow of nutrients to one in case it's like diseased or mm-hmm. has invasive species on it. Uh, That's, yeah. And yeah. it's pretty freaking nuts. So aspens are so, <laughs> and, and they're beautiful. oh my God. And they're so beautiful. The bark is like, it feels like not stone. even bark. It's like stone. Yeah. And then their leaves are like eucalyptus. So when they sway and blow in the wind, it makes this amazing sound. Yeah. They're, they're called actually called quaking aspens. So, um, like they've evolved over, how millennia to be able to handle snow high winds and so they like shake in the wind in a certain way it's just beautiful and also if you rub the bark and then rub the chalky stuff that comes off the bark on your skin it's spf y'all it protects you from the sun aspects are so cool yeah learning a lot about that. <laughs> we are nerding out on some science, right? Science. So that was a really fun round of questions. And if you have a question for us, then reach out and let us know. We would love to answer your question about anything and everything, van life, or just anything and anything. Anything and anything and everything <laughs> yes. in general. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, if you feel so inclined, if you enjoyed the episode, please go and give us a good review or uh, share us through iTunes or how, you know, word of mouth. Was, That's yeah, good, too. Also good, too. However yeah. you'd like to share, um, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being here today, guys. Until next time, be well. Peace.